building a brand is like building a house. Would you start by building a house from the roof? Would you start by selecting the windows and the colors of your walls? Or would you start by having solid foundation so you can raise your kids, have parties with your friends? And then when you're when you left this world, that house is still there for your kids to enjoy. Welcome to the special episode series of Brand Start, where we dive deeper into the world of branding. Let me take you on a journey of discovery of what branding really is, its most important facets, and how you can leverage branding to grow your business. Hear it from different branding experts from all over the world. Hey everyone, it's Leonard here and I am so, so excited because this episode is the pilot for our special branding episode series, which means starting today, all succeeding episodes for this season will be all about understanding branding. That means that I'll be taking you into a journey into diving deep to the different elements of branding and how each of these facets serves as an important component that will help you successfully develop a brand for your business. So to kick things off, we'll begin by dissecting what branding is. And I'm very glad because I'm joined today to share his years of branding experience and to give his thoughts about this topic, Martin Zarian, the co-founder, strategist, and design lead of Factory39, a branding company based in Cyprus. Martin, welcome to Brand Start. Hello, Leonard. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's begin our conversation today by allowing you to share a bit more about yourself. Can you please tell us your background, what you do as a strategist and being a co-founder for a branding firm? Sure. Let's let's get first thing first. So uh, my, my accent is a bit weird because I'm a, a mix of many things. I was actually born in Armenia. My mom is Estonian, but I grew up in Italy. I done most of my professional career in London. And then to complicate things even further and give a headache to my parents. And now I moved to Cyprus as well, where we operate uh, with Factory 39 for a couple of years, four, four or five years now, I guess, I think five years actually. Yeah. And uh, we work mostly with uh, uh, companies from all over the world. We have a couple of clients in US, uh, but UK and Europe are our main focus. And um, our our strength is is the interjection between uh, humans, digital products, and brands. So we 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 have an interesting proposition that half of our team is software developers, so geeks, and the other half of the team is brand strategists and designers, so creative geeks. So when we get together to to have lunch together, the conversations are always interesting. And what brings us together? It's it's uh, the love of understanding the problem. Uh, deeply and strategizing around it to have the best solution. That I think already is a very good context and a hint into what branding is because your team is mainly a mix of scientific-minded people, as you'd say, and the other side would be creative. But for for this episode, I really want us to talk about what branding is and try to dissect it uh, top level and even some details to it. Uh, But I think so far you'd agree so much has been said and written about branding, right? And for a real good reason, because Mm. in its essence, I think branding is really at the core of all successful businesses. But there's still a lot of like 
confusion or misinterpretations about branding. So I figured a good place to start, maybe Martin, is not by asking you what branding is, but maybe tackling first, what are some of the misconceptions that you see people have about what branding is? And if you can expound why you feel those are not true. Yeah, I think there is a lot, a lot of confusion uh, out there uh, based around the terminologies and some people consider brand and marketing the same thing. Some people consider branding versus marketing, marketing versus marketing versus branding, which I think all that conversation is nonsense. I think that the, I think the terminology is important to understand as a base of the conversation, but in reality is what is the benefit for the company. I think that's where that's where everyone should focus. But if you if we take a step back and try to understand all all the different terms, I think the most important term is brand. Right and and my my uh, forever mentor Martin Neumeyer defines the brand as a person's gut feeling about a product, service, or organization. So it's an emotion, right? Is is what you feel. Even the listener of this podcast and the viewers of this podcast, they already have a feeling, an emotion, a perception about myself, the way I talk, the way I am on camera, my background, how much I move in my hands. That is the brand whatever you guys say about me that is my brand and and another really good definition that i think works together very well with martin meyer's one is the one that jeff bezos once said your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room right so that is the brand and then if we go into the branding the branding is the tangible visual tactile representation of that emotion the branding is what a designer, graphic designer, marketeers, uh, audio creators, video creators, they create in order to facilitate that creation of that emotion that the brand is, right? So the brand is the emotion and the branding is all the work that you do in order to generate that emotion. So those are the main two misconceptions. Another massive one, Leonard, and, and I'm, I'm sure you were going to go there, is, is what is the logo? There is so much responsibility, pressure, interest, focus, and misconception on what a logo is. Like any business owner know what a logo is. Very few know what the brand is, what the branding is, what the marketing is, right? They, they give so much importance to the logo. And don't get me wrong, logos are fundamental. But the best way to see a logo is uh, what uh, um, is this definition from Sadi Afif, Afif, I think. Um, can't remember the name correctly. I'm very bad with recalling names, but you guys can Google the definition and you will find the source. He defines the, the logo as a country flag, right? So it identifies that country very specifically amongst all the other countries in the world, right? There is no misconception of this flag versus that flag no this flag is the flag of this country this country only it's a very strong unique identification device but it doesn't say anything about the country yeah in in, in a nutshell yeah that those are really interesting insights and martin neumeyer's definition is one that i've also seen that has the best clarity if i may uh what you're saying so far is one it's really not about the nonsense talk of branding versus marketing or uh, having a misconception that branding is marketing or marketing is branding. So that's one of the things you mentioned there. Uh, 
this is pretty basic, but you're right. A lot of people would still say, hey, can you create a brand for me? Where in fact, what they're saying is, can you create a logo for me? And as you'd say, it's really about the identifier for your business, but logo is not your brand. It's more of a country flag. So, so far, our base here, Maritain, is ultimately you succeed in building a brand when your customers now have their sets of beliefs and perceptions about your business. Uh, did I get that right? Yeah, correct. I think I think you can you can strategize on how to create a brand and how to engineer those emotions. Right, there are specific processes we can go over detail a bit later. But ultimately, whatever you create, it needs to be tested into the market. Right. So you put the mm-hmm. brand out there. You create this holistic approach on design thinking as well. You create a beautiful marketing. You ship it out there, and then every couple of months you have to collect data. If you're, if you're telling yourself, you know, we want to be an innovative brand driven by purpose that is fun to engage and is uh, perceived as, you know, luxurious, but um, technology driven, let's say, just, just making an example, then those are values that you are describing yourself, right? You need to find a way to see if those are actually values that your customer describes yourself with, right? That's where the victory is. If I'm telling that I'm purpose driven, and my customer is telling that I'm purpose-driven, then the brand that I created is generating the right perception into our customer. That's success. If I'm telling myself I'm purpose-driven and I'm luxurious and I go out there and the customers are saying, you know, there is no purpose in that and actually there is nothing luxurious about it. It looks very cheap and, and poor quality. Then there is no brand, right? So there is a, mm-hmm. there is a big, big gap between what we are saying and what they are saying. Yeah, I- in, in my case, I've been playing around this idea, Martin, and I sort of like have this definition of branding in my head mm. uh, more than the, the technicality. But so far, I'm seeing branding really as an overlap between the science of emotional buying and the psychology of hierarchy of needs. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and yeah. I'm getting what you're saying there. Like, if you want to make people feel that you're luxurious, you're actually building or bridging that emotional connection with them. Because yeah. you know that part of the role of branding is to appeal to that emotion so that you can influence their purchase decision uh, in favor yeah. of what you offer as a as a business. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, lo- I I love that. But I think one one thing that we don't need to ever forget the quality of the product needs to be there, right? So so a brand a brand can do wonders for your for your product for your service or organization, but if it's crap, stays crap. That's the reality, right? And it's not authentic. It's not. It doesn't connect with the with the with the customer. What are we saying is that in this world where there are many products doing exactly the same thing at exactly the same price, right? Looking exactly the same. Think about mobile phone or fridges or TVs. I mean, can you look at a TV and a mobile phone and tell me what is the difference? No, right? You cover the logo of that fridge and that TV. They're all exactly the same. But still, yet, you're driven to make a purchase decision towards one brand versus the other. But the quality needs to be there. What are we saying is the quality and and the technicality, the specification, the features are not enough nowadays. We need to build beyond that, beyond quality, beyond feature. We need to go into creating a, a, a relationship with the customers. And that's where things get tricky. Because humans are difficult, humans are diverse, humans are emotional, and and that's where the the challenge of brands happens. That that goes true in terms of the 
previous debate, I'm not sure if this is still an ongoing debate on whether you start with product first or you start with branding first. I think the basis, the product has to be there, right? But what you're saying, Martin, is it can't be just product in the same way that it can't be just branding. It has to go mm-hmm. hand in hand. And the very base logic is still your product needs to be good. You, you mentioned this earlier that you can strategize your way in building that brand. And if you condense it, I think you're referring to brand strategy, which is the yeah. next logical thing to ask now. Uh, in in yeah. your experience, how would you explain what a brand strategy is? It's it's tricky. It's it's another of those things that um, very few clients come to you and, to, and they say, hey, Martin, we need a brand strategy, right? They come to you and say, hey, Martin, we I think our position is obsolete. We are losing ground in the in the competitor. Look at our numbers. Or they say our website is not converting, or they say our messaging is outdated, or you know, our competitor is rebranded and we look like we are done in Microsoft Excel 1996 compared to what they are now, right? So these are the problems that they can see. So, but 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 these are the facade. This is the roof, this is the windows of the house. How I like to define brand strategy, brand strategy is the foundation, is the groundwork, right? And building a brand is like building a house. Would you start by building a house from the roof? Would you start by selecting the windows and the colors of your walls? Or would you start by having solid foundation so you can raise your kids, have parties with your friends? And then when you're when you left this world, that house is still there for your kids to enjoy. That is that is the fundamental aspect, right? We we cannot rush into the cool, fun, creative things if we have not uncovered. What, what is that we're doing? Who is that we're serving? What are we standing for? Can we describe our brand with two, three words? What makes us unique? How? What is in our brand that will change? But also, what is in our brand that will never change? What is, our, what is the reason we exist in this world beyond making money? And how are we going to turn that into reality? What our customer need and how can we communicate in a way that we use their language and we make them aware that we are the right fit with them? We are the trustworthy brand that can solve their problems. Before even thinking about creativity, there is so much work that, that needs to be done. And I like to call that the foundational work of your of your house. That's that's the brand strategy. I think that's a great way to put it. So brand strategy, the foundational work that you need to have in place before you can even like build up all the other creative outputs that usually are also a result of branding. And you already mentioned several components there. You were citing a bit of positioning, uh, a bit of your values. Uh, You also cited something about your brand story or narrative. Mm. But you're right. Brand strategy to some seem to be like a top line idea that they can't seem to really encapsulate. And I I don't think that's the intent, right? So if, if somebody's listening right now, Martin, and... He's probably asking, okay, so I understand a little bit now why I need a brand strategy, but the next question for me as a business, how do I figure that out? I mean, what should be the the brand strategy for for my business? It's a very loaded question and there is no one size fit for all. Uh, All I can say, you trust the process, right? So you need to have all the... Uh, key decision maker of your business uh, flying in from all over the world. You want to have the people that are in finance. You want to have the people that are 
uh, in human resources, you want to have the CEO, the product development, the marketing manager, the creatives, the shop floor manager. You want to have the people that are really bringing to life your brand proposition in one room, strategizing on who are we? Who are we going to be? What are we going to do? Why are we different? Why they should care? And most importantly, what is our purpose? What is the reason why we exist in this world beyond making money? Every business know what they do and how they do. Very few businesses know why they do it, right? This is the Simon Sinek golden circle. It's really important. As, and if, we, if we go back into what we were saying before, product and features are all the same. Look at electric cars. Leonardo, I don't know if you, if you realize Aren't they all the same electric cars nowadays? It like, looks mm-hmm. like there is one designer designing all electric cars. The other day I went to I went to UK because in Cyprus there aren't many, but I went to London and I was and I, I couldn't recognize one single brand. I thought it was a Hyundai and then it's a Honda. I thought it was a BMW and then it's a Skoda and then it's a Kia. And it's, it's all a bit, it's, it's, there is a bit of like a mess happening in there. But anyway, you, like, you, you need to have the key decision makers of the of the of the brand all in one room. To have alignment, so wherever the brand is lived and come to life and interacts with the customer, there is one tone of voice, there is one communication and one message that happened. The key, key, key uh, takeaway on the early stage of the strategy is company alignment, is clarity. We're doing this thing that way so we can generate that. Branding is a painstakingly intricate and complex process, but I think what you sh- just shared is is a whole nugget of wisdom, and I want to try to reiterate that. If you're a business owner, maybe you're a founder and, or you're a CEO, the first step that you need to do is stakeholder alignment. Uh, so bring all the stakeholders. This is your first step because you have to figure out in the first place, why would you even do either a rebranding or a revisit of your branding? And the top three questions that Martin shared, and they should be asking Martin, would be, who are we? Why are we different? And what is our purpose? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then what is the competitive landscape we're playing it? You know, who are the other players? How can we position ourselves for victory? And positioning is about owning a precise landscape in your customer mind, right? So if you think about electric cars, you're probably thinking about Tesla. You're thinking about um, uh, cheap furniture, you're probably thinking about IKEA, right? If you're thinking about uh, um, uh, an internet browser, you might be thinking about Chrome or Mozilla or 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 Firefox. So there are everyone has a kind of like the ability to store two or maximum three brands for every category. I, I like I, I challenge you thinking about uh, energy drinks, electric cars, computers. A music device and 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 see how quickly you can recall two brands and how hard there is to to do the third fourth and fifth brand right that is positioning because those brands manage to own a landscape in your mind for some reason and those are brands that live in your brain and that's what you want to do so how can we how can we create a positioning that it's sticky to our customers and we stay on top of mind for them and then there is there is there is messaging. Then there is user understanding. Like I, it, there is quite a lot of stuff that 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 needs to be done there. Even before even thinking about 
should we rebrand or should we not rebrand? That there is ground foundational work that needs to be done. Exactly. While you were sharing that, Martin, I can't help but but remember one one time I've been playing around and having fun on how I can formulate brand strategy in an easy way that my team can remember. And I sort of arrived at this brand strategy formula. Uh, well, first off, I'm not really a, a mathematic person, but I sort of like fell into coming up with a little bit of an algebra, but but I'll explain in a minute. And you mentioned several of these components. Strategy, strategy to me is like a way to win or be in a position of advantage, right? So in the context of branding, S, which is the strategy, would be for me is equals to P, which is the positioning, as you said. And this is really a function of the combination of the value proposition or the value that you're offering yeah. to, to the market, plus how you're faring against the competition, which is your unique selling yeah. proposition. That's the left side of the formula. But on the other side, Martin, and you also mentioned about this, to, to me, the anchor is the brand personality in the second part. Uh, and it has to be a function of your well, the term is archetype, that's what they'll use, and your narrative. Uh, but the identity side is usually at the rightmost part of the formula. So you don't even begin to do that. You don't even begin to think about all the creative expressions that you'll have about your business until you figure those yeah. things out, right? And you mentioned this, uh, the foundation needs to be fleshed out first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really true. Like We, we work with brands for months on Helvetica over black and white. Right, That's interesting. no logo, no shapes, no color, no photo. We are doing groundwork, right? We like we don't want any distraction, and it might be it might be a bit frustrating for some because okay, when do we get to that fun part? When do we get to you know picking colors and pantos and stuff? When we're gonna be ready? When we know, like uh, like we we like to strategize on everything, colors. I want to have a color opportunity wheel. I want to understand what are the colors that all the other major brands in the space are using. So which is our opportunity to make a difference in that? Which is opportunity to choose a color that is relevant to the market, but different by competitors, right? So it's not pink because I like pink, my wife like pinks, or my kids like pink, or I just became a father, I have a daughter, and I'm you know living in a pink world, so I'm going to have the pink on my business. No. No one gives an F about that, right? It's it, 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 we, we need to have an objective decision driven by data, why that color is better than the other ones, and then goes through every single component of the branding. That's why once brand strategy is done, branding is so much easier because there is no more subjectivity. There is no more, I like this, I like that, I would like this. No, there is, we're going to be doing this because it does that for these reasons that we studied before, which gives us an opportunity to be different and distinct, right? So it's a process that becomes uh, it becomes regulated and it becomes in step. I used to be a brand identity designer before this, before moving into brand strategy. I started to hate it, right? Uh, and and I was hating it. The client was hating it. My team was hating it. There was this big reveal of beautiful identities. We were crossing our fingers and said, "Oh my God, please like it, please like it." And the conversations you have it, you know, I like green. I don't like green. Yes, no. They're very limiting. They they do not support a business. So brand and brand building should be done with the guidance of strategy in order to generate a return for the businesses. And it's 100%. not about colors. 100%. It has to be, branding has to be the connection between your strategy and creative. You, you can't jump to creative unless you've figured it out 
you pin down what your strategy really is. And I like how you put it very candidly. When somebody asks, when are we going to get to the fun part? Well, when we're ready. And ideally, you don't really get to rush. I know there will be some business implications more or less. Sure. But you're right. You really have to figure that out first. Um, I'd like to move on to, to another question, Martin. Branding is, is, is a really very important discipline for businesses. But if you get mm. to choose maybe one or top two most impact that branding has for businesses, what do you think would that be? Hi, thank you for listening to Brand Start. We're pausing a bit for a quick message. Are you thinking of starting your own business? Do you have an idea for your brand? Or are you someone who needs help in growing your business? If yes, then you're in need of a branding and communications company to support and help you with your journey. The Vineyard Brand Consultancy can provide you with personal support from its team of brand strategists, communicators, and designers. They will help you develop a brand and communication strategy, create your brand identity and design, and ensure that your business resonates with your audience through effective brand communications plan. If this is something that you need, please head on to www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call to start. Again, that's www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call. Now back to the conversation. A great question. I think, I think changing the world. I think uh, CEOs have the ability to create positive impact in the world on a on a rate which is not comparable to governments. I think CEOs have the power to create positive impact in the world. And I think every single brand, old or new, has responsibilities that go beyond making money, beyond market share, beyond beyond uh, profits. I, th- I think we live in a world, especially after pandemic, after, after COVID, that everything changed. Uh, employee-employer relationship change. Uh, people are seeking to have a deeper meaning. Communities are valued. The digital world became a closer world, more real, more united, more authentic than it, than it was before. And I think brands need to take advantage of that, not for profit. They need to take advantage of the trend that people are looking for deeper meaning and deeper connection and trying to develop on that. I think the, one of the main impact that brand can have for businesses is creating value that goes beyond money is creating value that is purpose-driven creating values that helps the planet helps community helps people and i think that's what every single brand should do it it it, it shouldn't be only you know uh ceo shouldn't be only someone that is driven by metrics but it should also be someone that is driven by impact I think that's that's the key. I think if I have to say one, I think it's that one. Impact in, in the possibility to change the world with a brand. I think that's really very powerful, Martin. But but let me say, well, first off, I totally agree with that. I'm a brand strategist. And one of the things I really look into when we build brands, really what's that mission, what's that deeper underlying meaning that you can have to your customers, right? But let, let me just, play this out for you. Say I'm here to sort of argue and say, yeah, that, that's all in good. And it's something that we're doing anyway. We have our mission statement. We have our purpose. Mm-hmm. But why would I do branding when it's not something that can be tied into sales? Uh, because some may say, well, at the end of it all, it's a business. We'll take care of that mission, but we still need to make money. What would be your reply sure. to that that demonstrates that 
branding can actually do that. And at the same time, branding can be measured. For sure. Like, like let me let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Uh the last last couple of weeks, last week I received this little pin for Google, right? It's a pin that Google sent to people that leave reviews. I was not expecting this, right? I don't leave reviews on Google because I want to get a pin. I opened my mailbox and I received this and I don't, and I'm not sure what it is. I wasn't expecting anything. And I look at it and it says, Google, this is a, this is a little gift for your next adventure. Thanks for sharing your knowledge on Google maps and helping people everywhere find things worth doing. Here's a little something to say thank you. You know what I did? I called my girlfriend. I called my friends. I took photos. I posted it on my Instagram. I wrote an article. I put it on LinkedIn because this is great brand experience. This is free advertisement for Google. I even talked with some friends that they stopped doing reviews and they said, look, this is happening. They say, oh my God, this is so cool. So they really care about your reviews and about your contribution. And they went back and started doing reviews again. So is Branding is very much tied up to sales. And let me tell you why. Because you are creating memorable experiences to your customer, life-changing memorable experiences. Even if it's something stupid like a pin, you are creating moments of joy that they are unable to stop sharing with others. It's, it's a waterfall effect. You give one memorable brand experience to one person, that person goes and says it to someone else, which goes and says it to someone else, which goes and says it to someone else. And, I, and, I, and I'll give you another example. Uh, there is this new hotel chain, which is called Moxie, I think, and it's from Marriott. And it's an hotel, during their brand strategy, they understood that there is an underserved piece of population of travelers uh, between 30 to 35 which are the more cool, funky, flexible kind of hotels that don't they don't really want to stay at Hilton. They don't really want to stay at a normal Marriott, right? So they created these new hotels for them. The first thing that you do during your check-in process is you get welcome with a cocktail while there is a live DJ uh, playing. And it doesn't look at all like a reception. It looks more like a, like a, like a bar, like a cocktail bar. And there are graffitis and everything. So even the first point of contact with your hotel is completely different. You get free cancellation. You get free upgrades. You can get your dog in there for free as well. Uh, there are events. There are concerts. So it's a completely different type of hotel. And why I'm telling you this, Leonard, because I never been into one. A mm -hmm. friend of mine told me. And every time I'm traveling now, I'm looking to see if I can stay in one of those hotels. So it's free marketing, it's free advertisement, it's free word of mouth. And in a, in a world where everything is expensive, this, this is a great opportunity for brands to create and shape experiences that they will have people talk about. Like Martin Neumeyer explains it like create a brand tribe create brand lovers that they are so deep into this brand, they, they become advocates, they become ambassadors. And there is no price on that. So that that experiences that that make your brand fly. 100% Martin. And there are so many 
important concepts and elements about branding and you've tackled so many um even tactical steps that that our listeners can really take away from mm-hmm. this so b- before i ask the final question let me try and sort of recap some of the key points that i got uh we defined branding using marty Meyer's definition being people's gut feel about your business and then talking about brand strategy martin what you said is really this is you setting the foundation that can help you grow your business. And this is also your bridge between your vision and your creativity. So you can't really jump to the fun part, quote unquote, uh, which is the creative process until you've figured out what your real strategy is. The third item that was really striking for me is really brand possession or having a space inside people's minds. And, And you share that at most you can probably recall the top two or three brands that you can think of in every category. Yeah. Uh, one powerful thing that you mentioned, Martin, is the brand impact. And it's really going beyond just the business side of things. Meaning branding actually gives you the possibility to change the world. And, and lastly, for some who might argue that branding is not measurable, branding can be tied with sales, you highlighted brand experience, which really gives you free marketing, word of mouth, reputation, tying it with sales, and ultimately that mo- those moments of joy that can establish your tribe or can create loyalty. Uh, is that a fair recollection of some of the highlights that you mentioned? Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, to build up on the last point, uh, you you want to get like the, the result of strategy, right? The, the result of strategy and brand activation is to get more customer, buy more product for a longer period of time for a higher price. Right, so that is the goal. I know for some CEOs, my sounds fluffy. It's it, there are lots of misconception at the beginning, uh, but that th- that is the goal. Like it's very much living and breathing and talking the C-suite language. It's not fluff. It's applied. It's applied to business, and and uh, th- 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 that is the that is the also the the ultimate goal, right? So help help them p- perform better than the competitors even if the product is the same. Exactly. Right. And I, I hope that this, this episode really encourages business leaders, marketing executives, brand stakeholders to take a closer look again on how they view branding and how they can apply branding to have bigger impact that goes beyond just money. Uh, my, my final question, Martin, is to try to end this more on a personal note. Uh, <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, in your case, what what is the most fulfilling part about you being a brand strategist or running a branding firm? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, I I think it's 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 alignment. I think uh, seeing a group of people coming from different backgrounds, spending some time together, and we have manufacturing, we have finance, we have CEOs, we have human resources, we have scientific uh, people. So people, the leaders of the company that are very, very different, right? Let's take a pharmaceutical company. There are so many different components in there. And it's very tricky to have all of these people aligning on one key concept because one person might be emotional, one person might be metrics-driven, one person might be tangible-driven, one person is a scientist. You know, they're all different people, right? But when the magic happens, when they say, yes, this is what we are. You're you're 100% correct. This is how this is what makes us us and this is what drives us every Monday to come to the office 
So is that one single sentence that aligns all these people from different languages, different religions, different skin colors, different uh, uh, CVs, location, they are all aligned on one single thing. They all explain what the brand is doing with exactly the same words. It gives me goosebumps, even just by thinking about it now. And that is so much value for an organization, for a multinational, multi-global, multi-location business that you cannot put a price on that because they will go back home in their location and you know they will do the right thing. You know they will do the right action. And you know that the, the promise that the brand has and the delivery to the customer will be the same. Doesn't matter if it's New Zealand, New York, Philippines, Cyprus, or London. I think that's the main, main, main takeaway for me. Wonderful. Martin, this has been great. And I really appreciate you being so generous in sharing your insights, your experiences, your wisdom. Uh, thank you so much for gracing this podcast and being the guest for this pilot episode for our branding series. But before I let you go, can you please tell our audience what's the best place for people to learn about you, Factory 39, and the work that you do? Yeah, Factory 39 website is, is good to go and pick our, our final results. If you want to dive a bit deeper into, into how I do things, I do tons of contact on LinkedIn. So just find me there as, as Martin Zarian, and I'm always up for a chat. So send me a message and uh, we can have a coffee together. And I love to meet new people that are passionate about, about branding, branding and strategy. Great. We'll make sure to link those up in our show notes. Once again, Martin, it's a real pleasure having you. Thank you so much and may God bless you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Brand Start. If you want to learn more about brand development and how I help businesses build their brands, you can find me on LinkedIn and follow me on Instagram at Leonard Grape or visit our company's website at www.thevineyardbc.com. Hope you can also leave us a rating and help us help others by sharing this with a friend. See you in the next episode.